you're about to enter the world of Strawberry Ice and the Ice Cave. Let's go! You know, league, the league rule was you're not really supposed really to take do. him out of that conversation. In that he started from absolute scratch. I would draft Aziz Ojolari or any. any uh, nobody's doing seven step drops in playing, right you know, playing tackle for him. So right. It's twenty two years old. Devonta Smith, same thing. You, you, you just can't. You, you can't do that. You can't do that. Thought that in two thousand and ten that he should be in the Hall of Fame, and they put him in after he is gone. Well, I want to fill the stadium. Yeah, I, I remember you guys saying that. It's crazy. So I, I see that he's taken uh, the non. But overall, that that line wasn't better. No, um, I, you know, they still... you know, he's talking to the refs and, and saying, "Hey, I'm not going to get those calls." He's, he's coming. He, he, what, he's oh, yeah. coming. And he'd be in section 158 with me. So we're... these guys have learned basically since they've been in the major leagues. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I bring you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of Jackpot, Joey Burrow, and Hooday Nation, which they're off today. They had to take a break, take a day off. It's okay. We'll let them get ease in to training camp so we can dominate the NFL this year. Now, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 1,293 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Now, do me a favor. If you're watching on Twitter or Facebook or anything like that, go to the YouTube channel. And if you're not subscribed, make sure you hit the uh, bell for subscription and the bell for the notification. And also, if you want to support what I'm doing, we got uh, the Super Chats going on exclusively in the YouTube channel. Now, this show and every show is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, like I said at the beginning of the show, the Bengals are off today. We still got stuff to talk about. I got a very special guest today. She is making... Her Sports with Strawberry Ice debut. First time I've ever had her on. I'm very excited to have her. She's Emily Parker, and she's from the Bengals, communi- or the Bengals Communication Director. I'll get it right. There you go. <laughs> Emily, what's going on? Hi, thanks for having me on tonight. Thanks for coming on. I'm glad, I'm glad, uh, glad you're able to do this. So- Absolutely. What did Emily do on a day off? I mean, you guys didn't have any practice or anything today. What, what, what did you do? Did you get to relax or you still have to do some Bengal stuff? No, I was actually, this morning we were out at South Avondale. The Bengals donated $250,000 to help them get a new synthetic field. And so we had a ribbon cutting ceremony out there and some uh, football skills and drills sessions. So it was fun to be out in the community this morning and then getting caught up on work to get ready for a busy couple of days ahead of us. Awesome, awesome. So you you have a day off, but well, the Bengals had a day off, so you really didn't have a day off. So you know, that that's how it goes sometimes. I guess it's a busy season. Now I I don't know. I didn't get to talk about this on my show yesterday, but I was able, and I I don't. I said you're director of communications. I'm sure you knew about it and hopefully saw me. But uh, I was uh, able to be a part of the Zoom call uh, with the NFL commissioner yesterday, Roger Goodell. Now. There's like 80-something people on this call. I didn't get any of my questions asked, which was okay. I don't, it was cool either way. But the cool thing was I'm sitting there doing this up the screen and everything because he's talking about how the Bengals fans are excited. And I got a shout-out from Roger Goodell. He, he called me Jeffrey because for some reason it said Jeffrey on the 
on the uh, screen instead of Jeff. But hey, I, I I'll take that. But I, I thought that was pretty cool. Were you uh on that Zoom call? Did you get to watch that? Yeah, so I was actually in the room with Mike Brown, so I didn't get to see the screen, uh, but was able to hear everything and did hear uh, Roger give the shout out. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So, hey, I'm, get, I'm getting famous. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. All right. So let's get let's get into uh, your your career and how you got to got to where you're at. You're a uh, Northwestern and Syracuse grad. Is that right? Yeah. So I grew up on the west side of Cincinnati. I hear it sounds like you're a West Sider as well. I knew um, I liked you for a reason. I knew it. <laughs> yeah. So I, are you in Delhi? Is that where you're at? Did yeah. I yeah see? I'm in De- yep. I'm in Delhi. Yep. That's yeah, where I'm so at. My mom, my mom grew up in Delhi, but I grew up a little further west, closer to the Bridgetown area. Uh, but went away to college, went to Syracuse for undergrad, uh, Northwestern for grad school, and had left Cincinnati for uh, the bulk of my career. And I, had the opportunity to come back here when the job opened with the Bengals and it's uh, been a, a fun time. I've been here a little bit over for five, a little bit over five years and it's been an awesome run. Yeah. I mean, yeah. especially, especially this last couple of years, I mean, with the, the new stripes campaign coming out and all the stuff that the social media for the Bengals is doing. I mean, it's, it's been a lot of fun being a Bengals fan. I mean, I mean, we haven't won much, but that's going to change. And that's hap- that's happening this year. But let's talk about the the, uh, the the uniforms and everything. And how long did it take you guys to decide to change them and then putting into place and yada, 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 and all that stuff? Yeah, so uniforms is obviously one of those top secret projects that gets worked on. And it takes a couple of years from the, the starting point of when you agree to it's time to get new uniforms to going through the process with Nike and the design before you're actually ready to unveil and you know reveal that you're getting the new uniform. So um, I got wind probably about a year ago that this was in the in the process, and at that point it had already been going on for almost two years. And you start to you get excited when you know something top secret like that, and you also know how much that it's going to, you know, generate buzz. So you've got to kind of keep it into that small circle of people that know until you're ready to share more information. And so um, it was a fun project to be involved in, especially knowing how excited our fans were going to be. And we've seen such tremendous response to the new uniforms and, um, you know, our pro shop had a great day at Back Together Saturday with more people down at the stadium. And uh, the Jamar Chase black jersey was the most popular one this past Saturday for people to buy. But um, we get praise from all of them. And overall, the most popular ones are all three colors in the borough jerseys. So um, it's been a fun project. Yeah, I'm a season ticket holder. I'm down there in uh, section 158. I, I'm trying to trying to name it the the Tiger Den. I'm trying to see if I can get that get that out there. That's where all the crazy fans are. At, it seems like, but unfortunately, I wasn't able to go Saturday because I'm the I'm the crazy guy that keeps going up on the bridge and and watching practice like every day. So the one time I could actually go sit in my seat, I couldn't go because my son is getting married and we had him and my future daughter-in-law's uh, wedding shower at our house Saturday night. So. I was cutting grass, getting everything ready. I, I did not have a time to go. And if, if I would have went, I would have had a hard time leaving. Probably My wife probably wouldn't have liked that. <laughs> but I was down at the pro shop the other day. And that's where I got my new, my burrow bobblehead here. And the lady I was talking to down there said, that is the busiest she's ever seen the pro shop ever t- since she's worked there. And I'm not, I don't remember how many years she said she's worked there. But she said it, it was it was crazy. It was awesome. There's so many people down there and people are, so excited about the Bengals and that's to me that's awesome and that that's all due to well obviously Joe Burrow but also to the social media and what you guys are doing and but one thing I do want to ask you is when the 
uh, uniforms came out. Right before that, like, I don't know, a couple weeks or something, I guess they had a leak, which was I thought was hideous because it was the, <laughs> the picture of the jersey on a hanger and everything, and that, that was pretty close to what, what it was. But how did you guys – I think you guys did a pretty good job of handling that. But, but what did you think when you first saw that? You know, like, oh, crap, what are we going to do now? Or, or how did you guys – what did you guys do when that came out? Yeah, so I was on social media that day, and I was scrolling, and all of a sudden I saw Zim Hude's tweet pop up, and I go – like, my heart just sank, and I was like – Oh, dear Lord. So the first thing I do is I, you know, I forward the tweet to Elizabeth and Seth Tanner, our director of content. And we had had a little bit of a scare a couple days prior where we thought there might be a leak on something. And so obviously when this happened, it, there was no going back. There was a leak. Right, and right. you just immediately go into crisis mode of, OK, what do we do? Do we hurry up and put Joe Burrow because he was the only player around? Do we hurry up and put him in a uniform? Um, do we hurry up and fly players in? But one of the big things is, is we didn't have, the pro shop didn't have their jerseys. And when you release new uniforms, people immediately want to buy them. And right. so after several hours on the phone that night on that Sunday, we realized it's just best for us to stay the course. Let's have a little bit of fun in the process of playing coy with this. Be self-aware. We know they're out there. You know, I had all kinds of media asking me to confirm if these were the jerseys or not. And I basically just went radio silent for 24 hours. And, you know, usually when you do something like that, as Paul Daner acknowledged, if they weren't real, we would have denied it right away. Um, and so you just you got to have some fun with it. You know, things could be worse. Um, and I think really what we felt was. You know, obviously the first reaction people had is it's a terrible photo, it's crooked, it's big, it's, you know, it just was not flattering. But we had some fans that really, uh, once the kind of the mock-up started to come out and some fans are like, hey, this is exactly what we asked for. Like, this is going to look so much better when it's on a player that we kind of were able to take a deep breath and realize that it was going to be okay and um, that we were able to do things the way that we really wanted to. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, I saw the uh, picture, and I actually put the picture on, on my show here, too. I'm like, I don't know if this is the, the jersey or not. And my first reaction was, I hope not, <laughs> because this doesn't look very good. But once, like you said, once you got it on on the players and everything, I, I love the jerseys. I, I think they're awesome. And the coolest thing about the jerseys is I love that Paul Brown's name is stitched in the back of it. That is, to me, just, just a, a slight little classic thing that you can do. At, and it's not – it's on the inside instead of the outside. So it's really cool. So you have to actually know it's there, you know, not everybody can see it. You have to actually see, you know, have the Jersey in your hand to be able to see it. So that's, that's a cool little thing. Wh whose idea was that? Where did that come from? Cause Paul Brown never really wanted to get uh, a lot of publicity or anything like that. Yeah. So that was part of the design process and the brainstorming session with Nike. And originally I do think that they, they tossed it out as putting it on the outside of the Jersey and anybody that, has heard stories about Paul Brown knows that he wanted to be humble and kind of behind the scenes and the the family and the other people in the process of designing the uniforms knew that that was not fitting for who Paul Brown was. And so when they decided to put it in the collar, it just made sense that, like you said, it's something that people who are wearing the jersey know, um, but it also kind of keeps that subtlety and that humility that was important to, to Paul Brown. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, the comments here. We got Tommy here. He said the jersey reveal was awesome. The leak with the knockoff looked hideous, but y'all knocked it out of the park with the with the reveal. Good stuff. And I was down there for the reveal, and uh, I, I I was standing in line outside, 
And I, I was curious because I, I wasn't sure if you guys were going to do because we're still under the pandemic and masks and stuff like that. Uh, then and so many people, only so many people could go into the pro shop and all that stuff. So I was still wondering if you guys were going to do something at the stadium or I, I was, I didn't know if you could do something, you know, you did the reveal online, which was really cool at TJ Hushmanzada and all that stuff. And I, so I was sitting there watching that while I'm standing in line waiting for the doors to open up. And dude, when that door opened up, I mean, like I said, they couldn't let all of us in. But it, people just went whoop, right to the jerseys. And I'm like, man, I hope there's going to be some jerseys left when I get back in there. So, But that was a lot of fun that day. And I think you guys did a great job with the reveal with the, with the uh, like I said, TJ on there. And it, it was just an awesome, well-done job. I, I don't know if you guys got a lot of praise from other NFL teams or what, what's been the consensus of how the reveal went. Yeah, no, we had great engagement across all of our social platforms and we're able to do it the way that we wanted to do it. And obviously you mentioned COVID protocols. It was our first in-person media event because that was something that was important to me is you can obviously, you know, post a video and there's excitement around that, but there's just something about being able to see the jerseys in person, be able to do interviews with the people involved in the process. And so really worked hard with our director of security and other business operations people to be able to, to host an event. Um, obviously in the days leading up to it, we had some events that were with some, you know, suite holders and season ticket members and business partners that got a sneak peek, uh, but then also to have the media in person, which was also very important to us. Yeah, it was really cool. I, I saw uh, Zim. I was standing in line, and Zim's walking by. I'm like, hey, what's up? Gave him a hug and everything. He kept on going. I'm like, oh, I thought he was like going in the back of the line. So I went and got my jersey or whatever and came back out, and I kind of walked around the stadium, did a couple little videos and stuff. And then I'm looking around like, where the heck is Zim at? So I walked, kind of, they let me go back in. Well, actually, I didn't get to go back in the store. I, I kind of stood outside. I'm looking in the in the uh, pro shop. I'm like, I can't see him. I'm like, huh, maybe he left or whatever. So the next thing I know, he got to go behind the scenes. And I'm like, dude, you didn't even tell me. Like, what, what the heck? Like, that, that would have been so cool. You had him. I know John Sheeran got to go in there. Uh, who else? Uh, Commissioner Yaz, I think, got to go in. The Bengalorian got to go in. So that was, I think that part right there was really cool just because of the presence that all those uh, people have on social media, just to give them a sneak peek and, and to have them be part of the new stripes in the reveal and everything. I thought that was a really cool uh, th thing you guys did there. Yeah, that was something that happened as a result of the leak because they, the people we invited were the people that came to our defense as people were saying negative things about the jerseys. These were the, the fans that kind of made people stop hitting the panic button. And so we decided to invite um, six or seven fans in and uh, they got the behind the scenes experience, got to be a part of the launch. And it was really cool because the funniest part was, is we didn't tell them why we were inviting them. And we kind of, you know, brought them down to the field. It was, you know, I think seven individuals who, you know, obviously the Bangaloreans dressed up, people know Zim, people know Yaz, um, but kind of all were, you know, obviously just, you know, playing football, doing stuff, interacting with people, but nobody introduced them to each other. And so we get upstairs, they meet Elizabeth and we go around the room and everybody starts to introduce themselves. And, you know, it was Willie Lutz, it was Bengals Whitney. And as they're starting to say their name, everybody was like, oh, I know you from Twitter. And so it just kind of shows how the social media following where we get to know people, you know, through Twitter and other social media platforms, and then you get to meet people in real life. You all you feel this connection to them, and you feel like you know them. And that was a lot of fun, just getting to to see all of them interact with each other. Yeah, exactly. Now, uh, that, that makes me wish I would have would have uh, not been so. I wouldn't say I was hard on, on the jersey, but I was kind of 
eh, I, you know, I, at, at first. So I should have been there. Yeah, I really liked it. Maybe I could have got invited. <laughs> yeah, you never know. We, we never reward know. positivity. Exactly. I try to be nothing but positive on my show here, to be honest. But all right, I got a question, question here from Dalton Signature, another great follow on Twitter. He said, what color of the jerseys is your favorite and who's your favorite player? Uh, and uh, did you uh, did you get a new stripes? Hey, Dalton, it's good to see you. Um, so I, for me, I still think, obviously, seeing the Borough jersey, that one's probably my favorite. I think I... I was actually in the pro shop the other day before Back Together Saturday looking at them, and I'm torn, I'm torn between the white and the black. Um, I think they're both so classic, And but in all honesty, I really like the players in the orange. So it's kind of one of those things, and even when we were doing the reveal and we were showing people the jerseys for the first time, when you can when you kind of have these debates of like, ooh, do I like this one or do I like that one? It just shows you they're all great. And I think that's what's fun about this is the fact that people really gravitate towards all three colors. We have so many great player options for people. You know, like I said, the Chase ones were very popular this weekend, but you know, we've had a lot of success with the 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 pro jerseys, the Mixon jerseys, the Hubbard jerseys. I know people are waiting to get their hands on the Bates jerseys. So um it's been fun to just see everybody embrace the, the new uniforms and see, you know, on Saturday, got to see a lot of people in them. Yeah, exactly. Now I've got the first one or the only one I bought so far is the orange borough Jersey. My next purchase is going to be the black chase Jersey. That's the one I, I, I plan on getting, but the problem is, see, I go to the, I go to the pro shop. There's so many things I want to buy. Cause I you know buying this bobblehead and I got the, uh, the, the limited edition chase uh, where he's the pitcher where he's holding up his Jersey and his autographed when he got drafted. I got, it's not on the camera, but it's over there on the wall. I just got that the other day. So, that's my next two purchases. And I, I can't pick which one's my favorite. To be honest, I mean, when I was a kid, I always liked the black ones. You know, the black ones were cool. But the, the orange ones look really, really neat. And the white ones are just nice and clean. And I know a lot of people like like the white ones. But uh got a question here from uh from Terry. He wants to know, uh, are orange pants coming out in 2022? So right now, the league does have rules in terms of how many pant options you can have. So there are no plans to add orange pants at this time, just given having the other options um, so that we can have the color rush look with the white on white um, and then just the traditional pants that we'll wear with the white jerseys and the black jerseys um, and the orange jerseys. So no plans for orange pants at this time. Now, now I did hear something that uh, they can, I think, is it next year that they can do a different helmet for one game or something like that? Is, is that is that next year or is that the year after that? Yeah, so starting in 2022, but there's still some uh, clarification that we're trying to get on that because it may need to be tied to a throwback uniform. Okay. And obviously right now we don't have a throwback in our collection. So I know there's been conversations to have more understanding because obviously we read the comments. We know people want to have the white helmet um, as an option, but I think there's still some league clarifications that we're trying to get on what that actually means for the second helmet. Right, right. And I, I think it'd be cool. I mean, to to have the throwback. I mean, I, I, I don't ever want to go back to the pumpkin helmet with just the Bengals, but I do like it. I think it's kind of cool to, to bring those old uniforms out. Cause I know, I think they did that. Was that earlier this day? I can't remember one, one year they had the throwback uniforms and the, and the Bengals came out with it. I cannot remember what year that was, but it was really cool seeing the, the old uniforms. Cause that is the history of the Bengals. And that's kind of brings you to the next thing here. We got going on with, with the uh, ring of honor and, I love it that the Bengals are doing this because I am always on here defending the Bengals about the, narr the narrative that we've never won anything. We've never done this. We've never done that. 
go tell me how many other franchises have went to two Super Bowls. Yes, we lost both of them, but we went to two Super Bowls. We have quality players. We have a quality history. And it's it's awesome that we're finally getting a chance for us, at least as fans and our own organization, to, to honor those guys. And I can't wait for Thursday night when, when Paul Brown, Anthony Munoz, Ken Riley and Ken Anderson go into the ring of honor. Hopefully Ken Riley or Ken Anderson are also going to be in the hall of fame this year. That'll be coming out soon. But I think that's awesome that you guys are, do, are doing the ring of honor this year. Yeah, no, it's something that I, as we're talking through things that are in the works for a little bit before people, before we announce them publicly. And that was one that I was really excited for when we had the opportunity to announce it because we know it's important to our fans, but it's also important to our Bengals legends and to hear them and how much it means to them, even just for the, you know, we had 17 guys that we nominated and people asked why we had such a big ballot. And it's important for us to, you know, the inductees represent the best of the best, but it's important to remember that there was a, there are a lot of great players in our history and we want to make sure to shine some light on the players that are going to be inducted in future years, should still get some recognition now. Um, part of the nominee class and so we did invite all nominees to the ring of honor game so many of these guys will be coming uh to watch some of their former teammates get inducted yeah and the other cool thing you guys are doing that thursday is you're you're, uh, honoring the 81 super bowl team which that's another good thing that again yes we lost but it's so what (laughs) i mean it's still it's still a team that needs to be recognized and, and remembered because and that's one of the problems i think that the Bengals have had with getting their players into the hall of fame is, is that we, if you don't start making noise about your own players, people will forget about them, you know? And that's just, I think what happened, especially to Ken Riley and Ken Anderson, because Ken Riley is still fifth all time in interceptions, everybody above them. And I think the three guys or two guys below them are all in the hall of fame. So that's where it's like the guy right there in the middle, he should be in. So hopefully him or Ken Anderson are getting in this year, but I am looking so forward to Thursday night. That's going to be a lot of fun. What else can you share? Not that I'm trying to get any new. uh, If you want to share something new that nobody else knows about the show, that's great. But what else can Bengals fans look forward to as far as game day experience and just social media stuff coming out? Anything? Well, I'm sure we got something cool, but what what do you guys got in the works? Yeah, so we're really excited for game days this year because we really want it to be a fun environment that the crowd really feeds into the energy that our players then can feel and create that true home field advantage. And I know our director of content, Seth Tanner, one of the things that he talks about is, you know, we've got some fun videos that we'll play on the video board as kind of an education process of when we really want the fans to be loud and when it's like, you know, offense at work, be quiet, you know, and, and, you know, you know, make sure that Joe Burrow can run the offense without too much noise. And so on the when the defense is out there, we want fans to be loud on first down, second down, third down. And so we've got some fun prompts to get people excited for that. But I think another aspect of game day is we're really excited for some new traditions that we have that we're introducing. And, you know, the ruler of the jungle is something that's really going to help energized just right before kickoff. And it's something that we're really excited about. It plays into the throne that was part of our uniform launch and reveal. And so, um, you know, we're, we've got a lot of people interested in attending that September 12th home opener. And we really want people to see and experience this because we're trying to build a community where we understand we've got lots of fans that may live out of town or enjoy watching the game at home, but we want to create that environment that people feel like they need to be in the jungle on game day, because that's, you know, they're going to be that fear of missing out. And so um, it's, it's really exciting. And obviously we, 
you know, winning is our number one priority. And we know that that's the biggest thing that gets fans excited. But we also want to have a fun, jungle environment that really makes game day kind of that once of a lifetime experience. Only you get to experience it, you know, every Sunday, nine times, 10 times this year. Yeah, we get to do it nine times now instead of eight. So that, that's even even cooler about it. And I'm very excited about, about the ruler of the jungle and doing the Who Day chant and all, all the stuff you guys got you got coming out. I think it's going to be a lot of fun this year. And it, it, it's, it, it, it goes with the it's, – it's kind of neat how this has all happened. I think Bengals Twitter has just blown up in the last year, year and a half. And I, I think it has a lot to do with what you, what you guys are doing on social media. And then, yeah, people um, – not necessarily me, but – uh, Zim and 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 to the commissioner and all, all all and captain Bengals captain all those guys been doing been on Twitter for a couple of years now talking about the Bengals and it seems like it all just coming together this year for a very exciting season and it's something that just it just feels like there's something in the air this year you know I just I just I'm very excited about what we got going on with Twitter with the the Bengals themselves on the field and what you guys go, got going on with the social media so I think it's gonna be a Lots of fun this year, and I cannot wait till it starts. I'm ready to go. <laughs> 38 days till that home opener. I know, I know, man. Oh, and all I have to tell you this is uh, my beautiful wife is a Buccaneers fan. Oh, she grew up in Florida, so she's 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 got, got a legit reason to be a Buccaneers fan. So, um, next, I think it's next Friday. She has never come on my show. Well, she's come on a little bit, but you've never seen, seen her actual face. She was actually come on the show and debate with me about how the Buccaneers are going to beat the Bengals in a preseason game. I'm like, you're crazy, woman. So I get, I get a chance to talk back to my wife next Friday uh, before the uh, the day before the Bengals and Buccaneers play. That's going to be a lot of fun. So you should definitely definitely watch it. Um, other than that, I think um, you got anything else you want to uh, tw- tell uh, fans about what's going on or where they can follow your social medias? And I appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, no, I I think what I've really enjoyed is I've kind of I've been on social media for a long time, but have really taken a more active role in kind of the past six months. And all of Bengals Twitter is so fun to interact with and just appreciate people's positivity and support. You know, we feel the energy. Obviously, I'm back together Saturday. We saw it when we had about 20,000 fans come down for, you know, a training camp practice. And so we just appreciate everybody's support. We hope everybody's excited for the season. And we really hope that people come out and experience that game day environment this year. Exactly. Exactly. And like I said, you can just see by the comments, it's blown up. Everybody's excited about the Bengals. Everybody's excited about what's going on. I appreciate you coming on the show. I'm hoping since I got you on, maybe. Emily will come on. Maybe I get some Bengals players. Who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe you are the, the 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 door that opens it up for me. But Emily, I do appreciate you coming on. I really do. I'd love to do this again sometime. And other than that, you have a wonderful day. And hopefully, maybe I'll see you around the, the the stadium sometime. Absolutely. Look forward to meeting you in person. Sounds good. Who day? See ya. See ya. All right, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun. She's a great girl. She's she's fun to follow on Twitter. She's fun to talk to. And she is a big reason why we have such a big uh, social media presence. Uh, let's see what time we got here. You're awesome. I uh, should put that up. You're awesome, Emily. You're busting your tail and it shows. Keep up the good work. And she left. I wish I would have put that up there earlier, Tommy. Sorry about that. But, um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And I think it's going to be really cool just to see all the stuff that they got going on at the game day experience. So. Let's get into some Reds talk here. And it came out earlier today 
that if you guys don't know this or not, and if you don't follow me on Twitter, you should. But I put this on Twitter a lot. I love Nick Cassianos. And he's coming back tonight. And this came out from, I think, the Reds blog. And I have to put this up there. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. You probably can't hear it. But they put together Nick Cassianos returning as John Cena. It is the coolest thing I, I think I've seen on Twitter today. So I got to give my shout out to, uh, it's a, and this blog, this blog belongs to the Reds is what the name of it is. So I got to give a shout out to them. This is awesome. Go to, if you haven't found it, go to my Twitter page. You can find it and you can hear all the sound and everything. But I'm very excited. Nick Castellanos is back tonight. I don't know, like I said, with the Reds, it might, I hate to say it might be a little bit too late. But it might be. I don't know. And let's discuss the lineup here. Yeah, as you can see, the Castellanos is back. And a Eugenio Suarez is all the way down at in the eighth spot. And somebody asked me, you know, earlier today, how do I feel about that? And I'm okay with it, to be honest. I think he has struggled so much that, yes, he does not deserve to hit any higher than that. So, I'm hoping the Reds can get it together, but it's just the frustrating thing about the last game was, and I have been actually defending David Bell a lot this year, but not, I'm not talking about the home game. I'm talking about the game before that. To not use one of your new relievers in the ninth inning and keep going to Hembry, I think is a travesty. Now on the the day game on Wednesday, he brought Michael Lorenzen in, which is what I was saying he should do. I said that on Twitter a couple of times. My question is, if you have these three new relief pitchers and Hembry struggled the game, the, the game before the last one, and he struggled again. Why does David Bell keep going to him? That's what I don't understand. And I'm trying to have, I'm having a hard time figuring it out. You know, I know he went and like I say, he went with Michael Lorenzen uh, the other day during the day game, but the bullpen still, I mean, it was only a one run win. So I don't know. I, I, I'm just, like I said, if they would have made these trades where four games out, it would have made a lot, a big difference. All right, Tommy. It's not too late. It's a grind, but the Reds can get their four back in the wild card race. Let's go. And look, I people asked me that earlier in the season if I you know what I thought about the wild card. And honestly, I did not. I thought we had a better shot of winning the division because the teams out west are no joke. You know, I mean, San Diego's good, LA's good, Giants are good. Thing that's helping. The Reds is Tatis got injured. So maybe that's the crack that the Reds need to take over in the wild card. Right now, that is our mathematically, that's our best shot. It's easier, a lot easier to make up four games than it is seven. So we'll see what's going on. All right, let's see here. Let's get to the chat here. Big game tonight for the Reds. They'll find out, find a way to win besides David Bell. And I'm not trying to bang on David Bell. I, I, Brandon, I think David Bell has actually done a really good year, good job this year. 
because he's had a man manger on this gaping hole of his bullpen. But that's where I'm like, why is he going with Hembry? Well, yeah, Hembry's been a, a, a good relief pitcher for us. But to just say the ninth inning is yours and not have anybody warming up and ready to go, that's where I'm like, especially after he struggled the time before that. So, I don't know. Uh, let's see here. Brandon, Lucas Sims and TJ Anton will make the bullpen way back. True. And, and, but um, Anton, they're saying he might not be back to the end of the month. Sims is closer than Anton is. and that I mean, that has been – if we had Sims and Anton – the bullpen for most of the season, I mean, they've been gone since May. The bullpen would have been a lot different. The thing is, I think they hurt their arms because David Bell was using them all the time because those are really the only two guys that he had. It's that, Again, I keep, and I know everybody wants to go, the Reds, and I, I love the Reds broadcast. I, I do. Uh, Larkin, John Sadak, Chris Welch, all, I, I, I love those guys. But I'm getting really tired of them going, all right, the front office came through. The front office did what they needed to do. Yeah, but they should have done this in May. They should have done it sooner. You know, doing it now, it's like, yeah, and yeah, I agree with them. They got they got the bullpen, a bullpen. I don't know if it's how good. I'm still not sure how good it is. But it just, and I don't, I just don't want to go. Up, oh, you know what? Front office, you're 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 good. You you did something by the by the deadline. No, you should have done it before then. So I'm still on on this, and I'm I'm going to hang on to this because. We have a team that's a championship baseball team, and you didn't do anything in the offseason. And then oh, over halfway through the season, the third of the season's almost over, and you finally did something to help try to fix the biggest problem of this bullpen. You should have did it sooner. So, no, the front office is not off the hook. No, Bob Castellini is not off the hook. But, yes, I do agree. Right now, front office can't do anything else. Right now, it's on the players. They have to step up and, and win. All right, let's see here. Uh, uh, let's see here. Rabbit, you're cutting the grass. Or you just got done cutting the grass. Uh, let's see here. Crown. Let's see. Are you going to watch the football game tonight? Uh, <sighs> if it wasn't, yeah, yeah, I'm going to watch some of it. <laughs> if it wasn't the freaking squealers, but it's football. So, yeah, but I will be watching the Red. I'll be mostly watching the Reds game because unless they tick me off and I'll switch it over. But. I'll probably flip them back and forth, but mostly watching the Reds game. I'll probably I'll be watching both, but like I said, ninety percent of the time it'll be the Reds game. I'll during commercials I'll flip over to the football game to check it out because it's football and I'm dying for football. But the Reds need to win tonight. They, they you know they need. I, I said this at the beginning of this homestand. I wanted to sweep them. All right, we lost one game, a game we shouldn't have lost again. And how many times have we said that? It's a game we should not have lost. I have to watch baseball because, you know, it's the squares. Who the hell wants to watch the squares? Uh, let's see here. John Wick, what's up? I'll watch a quarter of it. I, I actually want to see how bad the squealers are. Yeah. But the thing is, it's, you know, Roethlisberger's not going to be out there, you know? So it's going to, the very first preseason game, it's hard to see how anybody is, especially this one. So, but yeah, I, I will definitely be watching some of it. Foxy, what's up? Doolittle and Henry need. To be sent to the minors, yeah. But who do you bring up? <laughs> you know, I I agree with you, but who do you bring up? You know, I, that's where I'm at. I mean, they've brought damn near everybody from the minors they could bring up. You know, anybody that's available that had any chance of pitching in, in the majors or trying to be 
so much successful. I think the Reds and Nick Crawl is brought up. And like I said, this is not a Nick Crawl problem. This is a Bob Castellini problem. Nick Crawl was given this pile of dung saying, here, you have a championship baseball team, but you can't re- resign two of your best relievers. You got you to trade Iglesias, and you cannot resign Archie Bradley. And you also have to cut so many millions of dollars out of the budget. But we want to win. That's what Nick Crawl was given last year. I, you know, that, that, this, so this is not a Nick Crawl thing. This is still a Bob Castellini thing. And I'm not going to forget about it until you, and you better do something this offseason, you know, to, to make this team better. Because it, it, I don't want to rebuild. How would you guys like to be the Cubs right now? A Cub fan. I mean, they have three young players, and it's the Cubs, and they make more money than we do. And they traded their three best players. Didn't try to, in the last three years, they didn't do anything to really help their ball club. Not really, you know? So I, I would be extremely frustrated if I was a Scrubs fan. All right, Terry, what's up? Uh, we are in position to get a win or go or, or home playoff game, and Bell needs to manage that way. If he puts his level of confidence in Henry in one game playoff game over. I, yeah, I, I think, honestly, because the other day he put in um, Michael Lorenzen. Like somebody said on here, when Sims comes back, Sims I think is going to be put back in the closer spot. And but Sims still isn't like a lights out guy. He still struggled. You know, he did better than anybody else we had. But he's not a guy. I go, oh, all right, cool, it's over. <laughs> you know, so I'm still, even though Sims comes back, I'm still going to be a little worried about. It. But I think he, when he comes back, he's the closer. And Crip like it's football. Woo-hoo! All right. Brad, do you think it's more Bob C or Nick Crawl? Not, yeah, I think I answered that one already. I think it's more Bob C. Totally Bob C. All right, Tommy. I'd rather watch a presidential <laughs> debate in Spanish than watch the Squealers and the Cowboys tonight. <laughs> so I don't think Tommy is going to be watching football tonight. <laughs> the presidential debate in Spanish. I'd rather do that instead of watching the Squealers. And the Cowboys. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Holding it down every single day. Thought, hey, you're welcome. Uh, let's see. I know Cubs fans. It's great. I know. I and I don't feel bad for Cubs fans. I would just, I'm just trying to put it. In my if the Reds did that because I'm frustrated with us not adding relief pitchers. I mean, for the last three years, they've had a team that could win the World Series, and they never did enough to actually improve it to make it so they can win the world series and now they they traded three guys they're gonna be bad for a long time again unless they've got three more guys in the minors that they can magically co up and that's the thing when people talk about rebuilds everybody's like oh we want to rebuild we want to do what houston did do what the cubs did that doesn't happen very often you don't get three four major league all-star players to come up for your minors i don't care if you rebuild for 20 years that doesn't always happen so, I mean, I, I'm and that's where I'm at with the Reds. We're done rebuilding. I, I want to add. I want to add this offseason. I want to keep the Castellanos. You know, I, I want – I don't want to go backwards. I don't want to do what the Cubs did. You know, I want to win. <laughs> I, I want to win. I want my teams to win. That's what I'm hoping happens tonight. And we had the best shot for us right now is the wild card. And like I said, I, I did not think – Earlier in the season, I did not think that was our best shot, but you look at it mathematically, that is our best shot. 
All right. So, uh, what else? We got? Oh, I know what I want to get to here. Uh, if you guys are not a part of Houday Nation, I suggest you join because they are giving away a this Bengals jersey. Uh, it says as they are approaching 20,000 members as a group, us admins at Houday Nation would like to do a Cincinnati Bengals jersey giveaway for all the mentions. Now, this is how you enter the winner's thing. Uh, share the post. Comment your your jersey size, and you must be a member of Houday Nation. So if you're not a member of Houday Nation and you want to get in on this jersey, go join, uh, share the post, and comment your size. Uh, when they hit 20,000 members, which I think they already have, uh, but you got they got to hit 200 shares plus. So this has got to be shared 200 more times. Uh, then they will announce a winner. So, like I said, if you guys want this cool jersey, make sure you go uh, – to Houday Nation, share that post. And if you're not a member, make sure you join and you could have a shot at that pretty cool jersey. All right, let's see here. Brad, uh, do you think the Redlands should be the closer? Yes. Yes, I do. Out of everybody we have right now, I think Michael Lorenzen is your best choice. Now, when uh, Sims or Anton come back, one of them should do it. But right now, yes, I, I will. I will take my chances with Michael Lorenzen. He's it's either him or or Givens. I think. But I said that. I say that. And then the other day, Givens walked. You know, almost walked the bases loaded, but he got a ground ball and we got a double play. So, but right now, yes, I would take Lorenzen as our closer. I think he's the best option. Foxy, Barry said it right during the lost. To the twins, Hembry has given up at least one run in seven of his last eight appearances, and and booms three run homers. Yeah, I mean, I, he hasn't been that great. And the thing is, we're asking these guys who haven't been great major league relief pitchers. They've been okay. These, but we have a bunch of. I'm not counting, I'm excluding the three guys we just got, but the guys we've had all year, we, we got a bunch of middle, mid level, middle relievers, you know, except for uh, excluding Michael Lorenzen, Antone, and Sims, which we have, but the guys, and those guys have all been hurt. So the guys who've been relying on you all year, they're all people that other teams didn't want. And we are relying on them to pitch crucial innings. In a pennant race, with this is a pennant race, so that is just just frustrating. And, and I just I, I've never seen a, t- a team that this team has everything else, <laughs> and I just it's just so it's just so mind numbing. All right, let's see. Tommy's talking about the jersey here. I said yes, we're close to two hundred shares, so it's happening soon. So there you go. So make sure you guys share that post. Like I said, it's it's in Hootay Nation. Uh, go share it out, get to 200, and then some lucky member of Houday Nation can win that cool jersey. Terry, what's up? Bell has to let go of old baseball traditions like lefty versus lefty matches. It has cost us a few games this year recently, the New York Mets. Yeah, well, that's – okay, let's go to the Mets game. Do a little? <laughs> like, why? 
I, I just, I mean, Henry's struggling. Doolittle is not the one I would have brought in. He needed one out. I, you know, I, I, I would have brought one of the new guys in. I, I would, I don't know. Just Doolittle. He tries. God love him. He tries, and he was a really good closer for for Washington. He's not that guy anymore, you know. So I, that's the one that scratched my head. And like I said, I really do think David Bell has done a really good job managing this year. It's just these man, these bullpen choices he's made here lately that have cost us game. I think are directly because of the choices David Bell has made. Now it's hard because his choices down the bullpen aren't that great. But like I said. You just got three new toys. Those three guys, I think, should be at the back end of your bullpen until they prove they can't do it. And Brad, yep, you're right, Terry. Brad Brockett has been a headache as well. And then Brad Brockett, another one who, he is frustrated because I've seen times where he's been dominant. He's looked really good. And then other times, he can't hit the plate for nothing. You know, so, it, and that's what, well, that's what it comes when you, you have mid-level Relief pitchers, guys who have not been consistent their entire career, you know, or guys like Doolittle who have hit a low, you know, or, or he, he doesn't have as much on a fastball like he used to, and he's trying to make the change, you know. That's Doolittle's come in where he a couple times this year where he's been dominant, but it's been few and far between. I mean, I can't wait, and I can't remember the last time we had this in the seven, in the eighth and ninth inning to just have a reliever come in. And just get three outs in a row. And then the ninth inning, three outs in a row. And it's a nice, easy win. This team hasn't had that all year. You know? <laughs> I mean, how nice would that be going, like, if we had Josh Hader? Okay, <laughs> Hader's in. <laughs> this thing's over. We don't have that guy. You know? I mean, even, I'll even say with, with the guys that are coming back, I don't feel we have that guy. Maybe TJ Anton. But that's it. Michael Lorenzen is. You know, struggled a little bit. All right, let's see here. Tommy, I agree with bring, bringing one of the new guys in instead. Hitters haven't seen them, and they don't know what to expect. Any of them would be a better option. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. It's like, you got them. Why not use them in the, the most important part of the game, you know? Or at least save one of them, you know? I, I just I don't understand why you ran through all three of them and then you got the guys who you've had all year to try to close it out. Try some of these new guys. That's the reason you got them. You are right, Terry. Barrero is killing AAA pitching. Yeah, Indian Barrero next season will be insane. I, I agree. I, I think he is definitely going to be our shortstop. But I'll, I'll put it to this way. He got rushed up last year. And it is a big ups for him. For being brought up last year, I think from single A and not being able to hit at all in the majors, that mental ability, that comp, that competitiveness to go, okay, I have to go back down and start all over again. And in one year, work your way up to triple A where you're killing the ball like he is right now. That is awesome. That is as great mental um, stamina and just belief in yourself, you know? And you can, but the thing is, you got to give it to Farmer. I know everybody, we're all year, we've been like, we got to trade for a shortstop. We got to trade for a shortstop. We don't have to, and we can't now. It's over. But how about Kyle Farmer? 
He's and I'm not saying that he should be the the shortstop moving forward next year. Pereira, I think, is our, our shortstop next year. But for this year, for what Farmer's doing for the Dodgers, said he was only a catcher that he could never play shortstop. Dude is playing a hell of a shortstop and he's hitting the cover off the ball right now. So I'm very excited and very happy for Kyle Farmer, just for him putting the work in and and, and doing what, what he's doing this year. And and where will where would we be? If Kyle Farmer wasn't able to play shortstop, who would we have? You know, and the dude's playing. I think he's got some muscle pulls or something uh, around his stomach. I mean, he's got some issues go- going on where, or he's playing in pain, and he's grinding it out every day, giving good at bats. And it's just, it's awesome to see when guys put the work in, and you see them succeed. Like I said, I don't think he's going to shortstop moving forward, but for this year. I think he's been a godsend. And like I said, if he hadn't stepped up, I have no idea who would be our uh, our shortstop. Uh, what, Crown? You should take your dog to bark in the park tonight. My dog would be going crazy there. Bloody Houday would just be sniffing everybody. He wouldn't sit still. <laughs> I, see, the dogs that go there, if you watch, they all sit there nice and calm and Mine would. Mine would be like, hey, hey, what are you doing? What's going on? And I won't be able to watch the game. So, no. no. <laughs> yes. See, Far- Farmer Plows. He has done an awesome, awesome job. All right. Let's see here. Terry. Farmer is raising his stock for free agency in the offseason. My hat's off to him. Yeah. And, and it's it's a lot like, um, um, oh, man. Who's a shortstop uh, that we had? He made the all-star team and he came up with the Reds and Joey Votto bought him a goat. Oh, but he had, he really improved his hitting and going into his free agency year. And he cashed in with the, uh, with the angels. I, what is his name? I cannot remember. He's a former red shortstop. Uh, anyway, I'm sure you guys know who I'm talking about. All right. Let's see here. Crip. What's going on? Hey, ice. Have you seen the, Red's old throwback uniforms. The blue one, that thing is sweet. I saw the ones when they wore them a couple years ago. You know, the, those all were cool. Yes, there you go. Zach Kozar. Thanks, Tommy. I knew somebody. Yeah, Zach Kozar. So, Farmer, my point is, uh, like Terry said, he's, he, he's getting ready, getting his stock up for free agency. That's exactly what Zach Kozar did. You know, he wasn't ever a, a, a very good hitting shortstop until his last year with the Reds, and he made the all-star team, and he got a really big, fat contract with the Angels, and I think that's what Farmer's going to do. Unfortunately, I don't see – if the Reds aren't going to pay Farmer to be a, a starting shortstop for us because we have Barrero. But I would love to keep him as a utility guy because he can play everywhere. Now, I know if Farmer gets a chance to start for somebody at shortstop, he's going to do it. So – Yes, you're right, Terry. Naquin stock is dropping right now. Yeah, he has not hit very good at all. I'm, at, at this point, Senzel is very close. Um, I wish, I know they're saying him and Moose, they're working on their timing and AAA. I, at this point, I might bring them up. <laughs> I mean, I put Moose at third, put Senzel in center, and, and let's, let let them get their timing up here because it can't be much worse than what we got going on with Gino. Now, Gino is still hitting home runs, you know, and Nyquil, and Nyquil might get might get hot again 
But yeah, his his stock is is definitely definitely dry. I mean, he was one of the highest hitters in baseball at the beginning of the season, and he could get back to that again. But I, I want to go back to this real quick. This is a, a point that I'm actually going to steal from uh, uh, from John Sadak, I think. Or is it either him or, or was, uh, Jim Day said it? But I think this is this was the key move that David Bell made this season. When he moved Jonathan India to the leadoff spot, he has been unbelievable. I, I, I don't want anybody else to lead off other than Jonathan India if he's in the lineup. What that kid has done this year, because, I mean, he was in a bad slump. I mean, if you guys remember back in, in May, um, Nick Senzel was playing second base more than India was. And I think there was some talk going on that they might be sending uh, uh, India back. Senzel got hurt. India changed his his batting stance, and he and he got moved to the leadoff, and he took off. And that's another guy. Where would this team be without him? I mean, when Cassianos is in the lineup, which he's in tonight, you got India, uh, Winker, Cassianos, Vado. The way they're all hitting, well, Nick, hopefully Nick will be hitting really well when he gets back tonight. That's, I'll take that lineup, the first four, against anybody, the way they hit. And yes, Sammy, I, I, I agree. Yes, rookie of the year for 2021. I'm hoping so. He has just, I mean, nothing faces that kid. I mean, seriously, he's 22, 21 years old. I mean, he's playing like a veteran. And the thing is, he's playing second base. He, he's a third baseman. And hes I don't want to move him to third. I want to keep him at second. I think he's done a great job at second base. But it's just another thing. And that, those are the things that when you look back at the season, man, where would this team be without this guy? Where would this team be without this guy? That's what happens with championship teams. That's what drives me nuts about the bullpen. But I don't need to keep going on with that. Brad, what do you got here? Do you think Bob C. will pay to keep Nick Cassianos? <laughs> uh, <and sighs> no. <laughs> I hope he does. Uh, but. No, I, I I don't. I'll be I'll be very 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 sad. Um, unless Nick wants to give us a home down hometown discount and just stay here, but with the uh, agent he has, he's going to have him opt out. And I, I hope I'm wrong. I, I pray I'm wrong. But if you're not going to pay for halfway decent relievers. That could help your team win a World Series. Why would you pay for a great right, right fielder? I don't know. We'll see. All right. Not to be depressed, but let's just enjoy Nick while we have him. Ice. Are the Bearcats at higher ground yet? I can't wait to see some Bearcats Bengals football. I don't think they're there yet. I have not seen uh, anything from, from that yet. I've seen more basketball. Um practice videos and I've seen anything from the football team. I think they will be starting soon. And yeah, dude, this could be a lot of fun here in Cincinnati for uh for football fans with the Bengals and the Bearcats. Like I said, football is fun. And this is gonna be a lot of fun. Now that brings me to it's almost 6:30, I think it's time for me to roll on out of here. But that brings you to the group set let me live stream. And once again, let me bring this up. I just scroll up here. 
to this so you guys can get a chance to win. So Houday Nation is one of the groups that lets me live stream. And I appreciate them. And like I said, they're giving this uh, jersey away uh, when they get 20,000 members. They already have 20,000 members, and they're very close to 200 shares. So make sure you go to Houday Nation. Uh, and if you're not a member, become a member and share this post out for your chance to win this jersey. So it's really cool. I mean, I, I think it's a very neat, unique jersey. Houday Nation 513. It looks like it's a, you got the new stripes look. So make sure you guys... Go check out Houday Nation and all the other Bengal Facebook groups, especially the ones that let me live stream. And like I said, they are Houday Nation, Bengals Nation, Bengals Houday Nation, Cincinnati Bengals the Jungle, Cincinnati Reds rounding third, heading for home, Bearcat Country, the Ohio State Bucknuts, the Ice Bar, and then you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, uh, Instagram. Twitter, TikTok. Uh, Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trenopole. That's T-R-E-N-N-E-P-O-H-L. TikTok is at Iceman90. I do a lot of crap talking to the squealers and the clowns and the boozers and the scrubs and all that stuff. So make sure you guys are following me on all that. I'll be pulling off the sound. If you guys missed any of the interview with Emily Parker, it was fun. Uh, you can go back and watch it on the YouTube channel or you can listen to it on the podcast. Uh, podcast is on Beanpod, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. YouTubers, like I said, we're at 1,293. My subscriptions are blown up on both the YouTube channel and on the podcast. So I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen, to watch. Like I said, if nobody watched or listened to, to me doing this, then there's no point in me doing it. <laughs> so I appreciate, honestly, bottom of my heart, I appreciate you guys taking the time to watch and taking the time to listen. And tweeting the show out and tell your friends about it. And tomorrow I plan on being back on the bridge, part of the Bengals bridge crew. So if you guys are not doing anything around 3 o'clock, hey, come to the bridge, say hi. We can talk some Bengals football. And other than that, as my man, who I promise someday will come back to Sports with Strawberry Ice, he is none other than Jeremy Dimebag D's Nuts. Dean, what did it say? All together now. Remember one thing and one thing only. And that is you don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati. So act like it. Hopefully the Reds will get a good win tonight. Nick Cassianos is back. Nick the Great. I love it. I love that guy. I hope they sign him. And other than that, that's just sports, baby. See ya! You're about to enter the world of Strawberry Ice and the Ice Cave. Let's go! You know, league, the league rule was you're not really supposed I'll to really take him out of that conversation. In that Man, he started from absolute scratch. I would draft Aziz Ojolari or any, any uh, nobody's doing seven step drops in playing, right you know, playing tackle for him. So right. It's almost 22 years old. Devonta Smith, same thing. You, you, you just can't. You, you can't do that. You can't do that. Thought that 2010 should be in the Hall of Fame, and they put him in after he is gone. So that's yeah. to fill the stadium. Yeah, I, I remember yeah. you guys saying that. It's crazy. Well, I, I see that he's taken uh, the non. But overall, that that line wasn't better. No, um, I, you know, they still... you know, he's talking to the refs and, and saying, "Hey, I'm not going to get those calls." He's, he's coming. He, he, what, he's oh, yeah. coming. He'd be in section 158 with me. So we're... these guys have learned basically since they've been in the major leagues.